Starting October 16th, China will undergo its 20th Party Congress, a major political meeting that happens every five years to decide some of the personnel who will take key positions in the party. To get a refresher on what a party congress is and what key personnel changes might mean for the business community, we're on the line this week with Annie Whitehurst, a business advisory services manager in our Washington, D.C. office. From the U.S. China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. So Annie Whitehurst is a business advisory services manager in our D.C. office. So Annie, thanks for taking some time. Thanks so much for having me today, Ian. Okay, so so fill us in. What, what exactly is a party congress? So the party congress is held every five years in Beijing. So basically, twice a decade, China's senior leaders gather to decide leadership and policy priorities. So breaking this down a little bit more, we're going to have roughly 2,000 plus delegates convene for the party congress in Beijing. So then those delegates will decide the central committee, which is around 200, 200 full members and about 170 alternates. Then from there, we have the Politburo of 25 members, and then the Politburo Standing Committee of seven members. Um, the Politburo and the Politburo Standing Committee are really key for the policy um, decisions that are made in China. Um, so the 20th Party Congress is going to kick off on October 16th, lasting for about a week. And on the last day, we'll know the key leadership appointments. Okay, so so then besides the key leadership appointments or including the key leadership appointments, what, what are the major touch points for this upcoming Congress this year? Yeah, so I think big thing to watch. Um, first, on the first day, Xi Jinping will deliver the work report, and that um, contains the major policy priorities for the next five years. So this will be a pretty important signal of what the party considers important. Um, so if something isn't in the work report, it's fairly good indication it's not a priority, though things could obviously change if there is a sudden inflection point or crisis later down the line. We're also going to be watching leadership changes, um, which we'll most likely know on the last day of the week-long Congress. Um, we're obviously all expecting Xi Jinping to secure a third term. However, I think what will be interesting um, to watch is who ends up on the Politburo Standing Committee and the Politburo itself. Um, the Politburo Standing Committee that will really signal the degree of Xi's control. And then regarding the Politburo, I think that's a good signal kind of of future leaders um, to come. Mm-hmm. So, so if the kind of personnel is policy in this case, um, what would certain personnel decisions kind of tell us about the policy environment? Yeah, so we're all trying to speculate who will be on the Politburo Standing Committee right now. Um, just a reminder, it's seven currently, though that number could potentially increase to nine or way less likely decrease to five. Um, there are definitely a number of scenarios and each would have different implications. I think a big question is who will be premier, um, as Lee Keqiang is expected to step down. Um, and it's important to note the past precedent here. Premiers have previously served as vice premier. Um, so from that current pool of candidates, that leaves us with Hu Chuanhua, Han Zhang, Liu He, and Wang Yang. It's kind of breaking each of these four leaders down um, to kind of assess what each of them would bring. Um, Han Zhang would likely be a continuation of current policy, um, and in some respect, the most likely candidate. Um, Wang Yang is known for more market-oriented reforms, so that would be a positive signal, more or less, to the business community. Um, notably, Hu Chuanhua is a Hu Jintao protege, um, so that appointment could be another signal of change in economic policy. Um, and I think, lastly, Liu He would be a good signal for China um, internationally, given his respect in the global community, and would probably likely be pretty positive for U.S.-China relations and the business community as well. 
So these are likely the four biggest contenders. However, there is another scenario. Um, she could want his own protege to hold the premiership. Um, in this case, it would have to be someone clearly who's never served as vice, vice premier, making this less likely. But there are a few in- names to consider here that are floating around. Um, Li Qiang is the current Shanghai party secretary and Politburo member. Um, but with the COVID situation in Shanghai this year, this appointment maybe could be called into question. Other possible contenders are Chen Minar and Tsai Chi. Um, this, I think any of these would be a little bit more of a turn toward um, a national security focus rather than an economic focus. Um, but again, at this point, it's really all speculation. We'll have to wait to see who takes the premiership and ends up on that standing committee. So then what parts of the Congress should business be be paying the closest attention to, um, maybe outside of some of these appointments? Yeah, so we've gone through those leader change, leadership changes and what those changes mean broadly um, for the business community. Um, but I think the work report really will tell us the long-term strategic policy priorities of the party. Um, so for example, what will the report say about the direction of ICT and technological self-reliance? Um, will there be calls for a greater reliance on the private sector and continued opening up in financial services? Or conversely, will there be more calls for um, more state involvement? Um, also be watching for any signals regarding Taiwan, um, which continues to remain a major strategic flashpoint in U.S.-China relations. I think we're also looking for any potential signals regarding zero COVID, um, though obviously it's unlikely China will change direction until the end of the first quarter of 2023, well after Chinese New Year. Um, in addition to COVID-19, um, China's ongoing housing crisis is another key challenge that I'm looking at um, for any additional signals on. However, kind of as I've noted, the party Congress is really more about that big picture direction rather than short-term policy. So I'm not expecting too much clarity on addressing the housing crisis or um, really any potential stimulus measures. Um, but I just want to highlight again, over the next five years, we'll really see the implementation of the broad policy priorities announced at the party Congress. Um, so at the two sessions in March, we'll have the new appointments to the People's Bank of China and other key ministries. But I think we're going to be looking for any signals at the party Congress as well as to who could ultimately hold some of these positions down the line. But certainly, the party Congress really sets the direction for the next five years, and we're all anxiously awaiting to see what dire- that direction will mean for business. All right. Thanks for the very succinct wrap up. Thanks, Ian, for having me today. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can also learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave it a rating and review as it does help other people to find it. And as always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week.